Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana. And Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist podcast. And we're going to talk about what's happening right now. And that is uh, we're officially in a recession. Um, and we know that why you, you were just telling me about this. Uh, we know that because there's been two quarters of declining GDP, which is technically the definition of a recession in the United States. So quarters... Um, we're kind of coming to the end of the third quarter, like, you know, October today. 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Today's the last day. So is this when like you found out, like, are they just saying it now that it's official or has this been out for a few weeks? I the last week. Okay. That's, we are technically in a recession. And the last technical recession we had was 2008? Um, the pandemic was sort of a recession, but it was a weird one. I, I don't know if it was... Yeah, it, it was more confusing. The last real recession that we had was in 2008. That was not related to... A pandemic. A pandemic. And this recession's different because it's not the housing market. Yeah, what, what is it? Oh, uh, I'm not an economist, so let me just put that out there. <laughs> but my understanding is that inflation has gone up so much that people are not spending. And that's causing a decline. Um, and then the stock market has dropped. Yeah, because from what I, like the little that I've heard is that interest rates doubled, um, which means it's going to be harder for people to finance anything. Right, right. You know, like imagine now, like real estate was high. And now imagine instead of getting, you know, two and three quarters or three and a quarter for your interest rate, now it's six, six and a half. Like that's insane insanely different when it comes to your payment. It's insanely different, but it's not it's not out of the norm. I mean, think about the last 40 years. We've had insanely low interest rates. This is probably more normal. No, I mean, you're you're right. Um so yeah, we were just talking about this even before, you know, off off the record about like what what's harder like for dentistry to survive a pandemic, which I guess was like the first of its kind, um versus surviving and being resilient through through a recession. The good news is that people will always need dentistry. Whether it's a recession, expansion, the pandemic, people will always need us. Um, how we work in our space is probably different depending on what's happening in the economy. Um, people, depending if they want elective procedures versus procedures that have to be done, there will always be procedures that have to be done. If you lose your front tooth, you're going to have that fixed. Well, I remember, you know, uh, Dr. House, you know, where we met was the Mission to Mercy event. 
And I think it was the next year, so my second year attending, um, I got to volunteer and kind of do, I don't want to say crowd control, but um, monitoring to make sure that everyone was okay that was waiting in line. Because as you know, some of them showed up 24, 36, 48 hours before the event opened to get their place in line. Um, so I was just kind of doing some interviews, talking to some people. And one of the, the, the women there was like, look, um, I guess she had an abscess and she's like, I've had three babies and I've been, sh- I've been shot at, uh, which I guess it means like she got shot, not like it missed her. Like she got shot. She's like, and this is by far more painful than either of those two experiences, which to me, I, you know, I've never been shot. And uh, I've never been pregnant. So um, it's hard for me to understand exactly what that meant. But what was clear is that it was incredibly painful. Mouth pain is unescapable. Um, If you have your knees injured, you cannot move your knee. There's no way you cannot move your mouth. You have to eat. You have to speak. There's no escaping mouth pain. So, yeah, we are going to be in business. Whether we like it or not, people need us. Okay, so what are some things that practices can do um, since, I guess, a recession is here? I can't can't even say we're heading into a recession. I was going to say that. And and the interesting thing is I still, I think I've heard certain, you know, scientists say that, like, the, you know, whether it's coronavirus or, like, almost like the pandemic, um, I don't want to say that it's, like, never fully going away because new strains are just going to come out. So does that mean that there's a possible, like, 3.0, 4.0 of COVID that could potentially overlap on this recession at some point? I mean, I would never say never. I guess we could have a zombie apocalypse, but (laughs) I have no idea what will happen next. I do know that in the next quarter, I'm going to be thinking about the recession and I'm going to think about my spending. And I'm also going to keep talking to my patients about prevention because we know that prevention is the best, the best defense for them to not have an emergency that's going to cost them thousands of dollars. And the reality is we make money on prevention. And so it's a win-win for patients and for us to just keep coming for those regular checkups, do the little things that need to be done in order to keep people healthy and to keep our practices afloat. Yeah, I think that's amazing. So um, obviously you talk to every patient that's coming in, um, but if any of you have any you know, patient um, communication tools um, or you do any sort of you know, newsletter or email campaigns, that would be really great to put a greater emphasis on educating them that this is, like you're saying, prevention is the best way to uh, keep your bills down, I guess. And then the other thing is to keep your own bills down. You know, if you're going to buy equipment, and I'm not going to tell you not to buy equipment, but pay attention to the return on that investment. If you have to see a certain number of patients in order to make that pay off, that's something you really need to consider before you purchase more equipment. Um, yeah, no, I think that I think that's great. Um, another thing I was thinking about is like, I think it's easy to think, okay, well, I need to tighten up, and I need to cut back on costs. But I would encourage you also at the same time to think about like not all costs are equal, and it's a great time to strategically actually invest in in the right things or in the right patients. Um, you know, interestingly, you were just saying you have so many patients that you love that have been so, so faithful and you want to uh, kind of just reach out even and just re-engage them. And I think this is a great time. Like, who do you need to re-engage? Maybe, maybe again, you can do a re-engagement campaign um, to invest in the right patients um, that are going to just help your practice continue to grow. 
Yeah. I mean, all costs are not the same. I would go through every single bill that you have every month and just make sure that you're spending where you should spend money. You don't have subscription things that don't mean anything to you and that you are spending money on marketing, which is the first thing to go usually, but you can't do that. That Your practice will crash if you don't do some marketing. And I think similar to, I don't know if it's the Pareto principle or just the 80-20 rule. I don't know if Maybe it's not called, is it called that? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. So, um, yeah, I imagine you want to focus just on revenue generating, you know, in business, we just call them revenue generating activities. Um, but with a dental practice, it's just the treatment that probably brings in the greatest amount of revenue. And I'm guessing the 80, 20 rule probably applies that there's 20% of the treatment you do that might bring in 80% of the revenue. Absolutely. That's true. You should always look at what that is, though, because sometimes it's not obvious. You think that an extraction is it's easy money. You don't have a lot of overhead. But if it takes you an hour and you could be doing another procedure that's more profitable, you should look at that. You know, look at how much things are costing you and what that return on investment is for every procedure. And then don't do procedures that take too long and you don't make any money on. I, I think if there's one thing we learned from COVID, um, it's that we need to stay engaged with our patients and communicate to them and educate them. Like, I, I think we needed to know, hey, it's actually okay to let them know. We're not sure exactly what's happening, but we're going to do our best to uh, stay in front of it. You know, whatever sort of um, hygiene standards now we need to implement, we're going to do that. Uh, but we're here with you and we're keeping this conversation open to let you know uh, when we know that it's completely safe to come in, to come in. It, it was this whole we don't know what's happening. Patients don't know what's happening. There's this kind of fear. And that's where even I think maybe addressing some sort of, if there's a payment plan or some sort of option of like, hey, if you are experiencing uh, trouble because of this recession, we have some some plans to accommodate that. We don't want you to put your oral health on the back burner. You know, Absolutely. This is the time to do that. I always caution people not to be a bank for themselves, though. Find somebody else to do the financing for you. Being your own bank you know, we're just not good at it. I don't want to make a collection call. I don't want to be negative. Have somebody else do that for you. I think that that is awesome. Do you know of any, I, I'm trying to think of what some of the um, financing software or companies are out there. The only one I know about is I think compassionate finance or care credit. Is that care credit takes a big chunk of the money. They take about 7%. So again, you just want to pay attention to how much that is. And I'm sure there's lots of different options. Go on to type in Google. Find out what um, options out there for people to finance. I just feel like there's so much that was going on in dentistry anyway, just post-pandemic with, you know, reimbursements almost trying to get lowered. Um, they did lower them. They did. And our expenses went up. So we're already feeling some pinch right now. And then there's the staffing crisis. There aren't enough people in dentistry, there aren't enough team members out there for, to go around. And so that's a problem too. So why don't we just layer on top of that a recession? <laughs> you know, I, what did my dad say? I never said it would be easy. I only said it would be worth it. This is a tough time in dentistry. There's no question. There's been golden times. There's been rough times. Patients are always going to need us. And so we just have to figure out a way to keep staying the course. What do we have to do to survive? And what do we have to do in order to be ethical and take care of people. And I do want to remind everyone that that's one huge takeaway that we had after COVID and in the midst of it is that if there was an industry that could have completely got taken out, it could have been dentistry. 
um, because you were the individuals that were right. <laughs> like the whole aerosols, like you're on the front line. And yet it showed how resilient dentistry is. Um, now, while that that is true, I think it also showed that like dentists are stronger when they come together. And I think I saw people being more active in Facebook groups um, and really just kind of uniting and saying, hey, what's working in your market? What's, you know, not being like hoarding these secrets, but just sharing because chances are the people that you're connected to in these groups aren't in your community. They're not the ones that are five miles down the road that are, you're competing for the same patients. You know, we're like dentistry is large and the market is large. And I think that's kind of one of the things I was really proud of dentistry for was just this, let's, let's share, let's encourage. And together we can figure this out. And I agree. I love all those communities. I'm on several of them on Facebook. Um, my ADA community, my Arizona Dental Association community, I'm going to our CADS thing tonight, which is the Central Arizona Dental Association. And yeah, that collaboration and finding out what other people are doing is so important. We're going to get through this recession. It's, it's just an up and down of the market. We know this is the way it's going to go. And it will come back. It always does. But for the meantime, really think about what you need to do in your practice in order to get through the next 18 months. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. Thank you.